Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of this music education podcast called More Than Tones. It's great you're here. In this episode, you will hear how music education students from Berlin have tackled the question how the human quest for freedom can be addressed and realized in education. Hi and welcome to our podcast. We are Leonie, Melena, David and Camilla and we are four students from the University of the Arts in Berlin. Alongside 15 other music students, we all took part in a seminar led by musician, teacher and teacher trainer Daniela Bartels. The seminar dealt with the topic music pedagogy and the idea of freedom. And here we examined and worked with several texts related to music education and freedom. The final project of the course is this podcast, in which we now want to investigate one subtopic of the seminar that seemed especially interesting to us. The mentality and philosophy of the Indian philosopher Yidu Krishnamurti, who lived in several countries and died in California in 1986. For many people, Krishnamurti was some kind of guru, someone they looked up to, although he always stressed the fact that he did not want to be seen as a guru. Krishnamurti rejected the idea of guru or leadership. He was strictly against hierarchies and said that measuring yourself against somebody would bring about disorder to the world. One important topic Krishnamurti touches upon in a speech he held in 1972 in India is conformity. For us, this notion is especially interesting as the act of conforming and the acceptance of authority happens frequently in schools. The question we are asking ourselves now is, does conformity create a lack of freedom? How can we as teachers and students, so as people from educational settings, deal with given structures and patterns? Can we conform? and be free at the same time? Why does the mind conform? Why does your mind conform? Have you ever asked? Are you aware that you are conforming to a pattern? doesn't matter what that pattern is, whether you have established a pattern for yourself or it has been established for you. We're always conforming. Why? What happens if we conform? Did you ever experience something like this? Yes, many times. Actually, I think everyone has experienced something like that already. That you have to adapt somewhere, that you have the feeling that you have to behave in a certain way a way which doesn't seem natural to you, and you have to push yourself into, yeah, into a form. To me, what directly comes up is school. I've experienced that strongly, that I'm told how everything runs, but it does not correspond to my natural behavior. With regard to the lessons, and also to my classmates, it was so clear how you were asked to behave at a certain age. There are your peers, a group who shows what's cool, And either you adapt to that and go with it, or you go your way. And there are so many social patterns and rules of behavior, little openness and tolerance, especially among the young people. I struggled with that, and often had the feeling that I didn't fit into that and that I didn't want to follow the given structures. Yeah, I remember that peer pressure too. And concerning the lessons, well, in my school there was always a very good atmosphere among the students and the teachers. 
But I have friends who told me that the atmosphere in their schools was primarily achievement-oriented, and their grades constituted a lot to whether you were respected or not by the teachers. These friends realized that, at this point, the human being and its well-being are often clearly not in the foreground, but the performance and the final result of your efforts, these are the things that count. I experienced a similar education, actually, and the result of this attitude for me was that I lost the joy and the pleasure of learning. Learning as a pleasure was not encouraged, but it became less free and there was much pressure. So the joy of school slowly disappeared. Yeah, and that is exactly what Krishnamurti is talking about. Hi, I'm David and I'm group member number four. I am a fan of Krishnamurti's philosophy and have been reading some of that since a few years. And when I started looking for an orientation internship in a school during my own university studies, my desire was to go to some place else. So I didn't want to go to a normal school in Berlin because I know how it feels to be forced to conform. And I am not a big fan of the performance pressure and the evaluation system through grading that our school system often reflects. As I see it, the focus is clearly not on people and their well-being, but often only on the performance and the final result. So my motivation was, out of frustration, to get to know something else. Because teaching itself, I find very important, and I'd like to practice that. So I came to the boarding school, Brockwood Park School, which was founded by Jiddu Krishnamurti in England in 1969. The basic conditions and demands of this school are contrary to what we know as the stereotypical negative example of a regular state school in Brockwood, It is about exchange, relationship, getting to know oneself, learning to live together and exploring life both in and around us. In Brockwood, nearly 70 students, so that's quite a low number, and about 20 teachers live together and I found that they deal with important questions of life in this small community in the countryside. In the fall of 2018, I went to Brockwood for a four weeks long internship, during which time I met Jennifer Kowalewski, who was working as an art teacher there at that time. To investigate these questions, we have invited Jennifer, who has been dealing with Krishnamurti's philosophy for quite a while now, throughout her career as an arts teacher at Brockwood Park School and at other schools. We four have interviewed Jennifer on the topics of freedom and conformity in an online setting and have recorded this interview. Different parts of the interview are integrated in this podcast and as life goes, at the time of the interview, Jennifer had her baby son on her lap, which is why we can hear some babbling noises in the background. But I really hope you're not getting distracted by that and can still focus on the interview. Enjoy.
Hey Jennifer. So as this podcast is concerned with the notions conformity and freedom, I would like to ask you, how would you personally describe conformity in a few words? First thing, when I think of conformity, I just think of a body of people, society, following a pattern or the way of some kind of leader or, or person who is perhaps guiding the group or leading a country or like they said, mentioned teacher. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about your personal experiences with conformity? For example, what are your earliest memories of, so to say, having to conform? My earliest memories, I think, of experiencing strong conformity was definitely high school. And I think in an American high school, you have, especially at that time period, there was a lot of pressure to take your exams and go on to university. If I were to look back and have the opportunity to do it again, I probably would have taken a gap year or I would have slowed down my studies and not have been so pressurized to enter into um, the university system. But, you know, everyone was doing it and everyone was talking about it. And when you have an environment like that in an educational setting, not even in the school setting, in my own house, I was the first to, to go to university. And it's almost like I didn't have a choice with the pressure that my parents were putting on me. So, you know, conformity, what I felt, it wasn't just the school, my teachers, my peers. It was my parents. It was close friends. It was the neighborhood, the community. You're describing something that I can emotionally very much relate to. And as far as I can tell, or I think many people feel the same way, that conformity is often very much connected to pressure in a way. And, and as it seems, it has a lot to do with the kind of relationship we have with other people, right? Yeah, conformity is definitely being influenced by the people around you, the people who help you to grow and the people who educate you. Yeah, definitely. And um, also what you mentioned earlier was that this pressure of having to conform not only occurs in our school system, like instead we can actually encounter it everywhere. Yeah, and for example, America is a very consumer-based country and the televisions there's they're constantly feeding you with commercials of this is where you have to go and um, advertisements of universities not even just university military as well so all of that is being kind of pumped out and and displayed right in front of you and you know you you're so influenced you know as a consumer as someone um, in an educational setting and so you have all this background and and you have your conditioning that's there as well from the time that you were growing as a child and, you know, all those influences are there. So to actually step out of that and really say, okay, I'm going to really look at this and say, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What you're describing makes me think that we often seem to believe we have to conform. So many of us also also often take like stressful or unhealthy situations for granted, almost as if we were like at the mercy of all these influences that you are describing and as if we couldn't do anything about it. So I find your idea of actually like stepping out of all that interesting. And I think the stepping out can be very crucial to realize 
how much we actually conform and how much we take given rules, structures or patterns, how much we take them for granted, like without ever thinking how we could actively change them or, or develop them further. I'm only wondering how this stepping out could look like. I mean, when and how and why do I step out and, so to say, break conformity? I'll just give a little background in my life. When I was 25 years old, my partner, who I was with for five years, we were studying in university together. He was from overseas. He was from Europe and he was studying in Chicago. And he suddenly died in a bicycle accident. And this experience, it was like, it was an awakening for me. And it just, it was su such a shock uh, to the system, the physical and the psych psychological. I, I put two together. I mean, for me, it, there's no, there's almost no separation. But that's sometimes what we need. We need a kind of shock or a, a, a wake up to say, to kind of look what, you know, what kind of life are we leading what what is happening inside of us what is happening around us how do we respond to to the world and what what's happening in the world thank you for sharing this experience so is it perhaps really like these moments of awakening that make us realize things we maybe never realized before I really do feel some, something needs to trigger inside the human being something like deep needs to be touch to to really look and to be able to step out of some of your patterns now can you do that alone <sighs> i'm not so sure like krishnamurti really talked about a lot about that and said it starts with the self it starts with looking at yourself but i also think it's all about relationship it's definitely the key to seeing certain th patterns in yourself that maybe you're not aware of and that people around you are aware of and to have interesting discussions and dialogues and inquiry to be able to touch on certain life topics and life questions i think is very very essential to to be able to look all right let's keep this link that you just made to krishnamurti's philosophy let's keep it in mind so it starts with the self, and at the same time, it's all about relationship. I would like to shift the focus of our conversation towards the Brockwood Park School now, Jennifer. Brockwood is a, so to say, alternative and anti-authoritarian school. And at the very beginning, things weren't regulated or handled yet as they are today. There was still much more liberty in many aspects. Can you first tell us something about that starting time in Brockwood? Wasn't that time somewhere all so chaotic, offering so much liberty to everybody, obliging nobody to conform in any way? I mean, I just recently met one of the earliest students who came to Brockwood. She came to visit last year, and by chance I, I was able to have a lunch with her and two other students who came, one came the year after her and the other one came two years later. So it was interesting to talk with them and hear how that early period was for them. It, it was a lot of chaos. Um, there was no system of cleaning or like we have this rota system for washing dishes and uh, or morning jobs to clean the house. 
and also the students in that in that first year that this woman was attending the school she said the students they didn't want a set schedule they said well we're here to question that we're here to question the traditional education that we've been receiving so we don't want to be told when to go to classes or how to go to classes or what we should study so you've invited us to the schools and we've joined the school and we want to not be controlled by this tight timetable and what they realized like after the term passed the first term passed they realized that when it came to cleaning the house or like no one was cleaning the house and when it came to doing the dishes after meals t- meal time it really came down to one or two people who were and en- who ended up doing piles and piles of dishes and then teachers were finding that you know they scheduled a class but then one person would come and then the next day another person would come so it there was no consistency there was nothing that you know the teachers could really bring to the space and really explore and go into with with the students so it was it was all over the place and so they called a meeting in the kitchen in the main kitchen one evening and this alumni student told me that it was chaotic it was so chaotic the students wanting this this and the teachers wanting this or the staff members wanting this way and in the end they had to come they had to come to some kind of agreement on certain aspects of the daily living just to make things function to some extent and so what they did was they came up with a set of agreements between both between the students and staff and they developed this set of agreements and from what i've heard over the years the agreements have they've been built upon they've been changed they've been students have argued against them and have asked for things to be shifted so from my experience the years that i've been at brookwood every year the agreements are revisited whether it's the staff whether it's the students whether it's together every year they are revisited This was the first part of Camilla's, Leonie's, Milena's and David's marvelous work for this podcast series. In the beginning of this episode, Camilla's question was, can we conform and be free at the same time? So far it seems that conformity and freedom do not conflict as sharply as we might think at first. The second part of the conversation between the students and Jennifer will be published soon. Thank you for listening and staying with us up to this point. If you'd like to comment on this episode, give any kind of feedback, or just want to get in touch, please go to the blog www.mehralstöne.de and if you are interested in listening to other English episodes, scroll down to the 7th of September and the 16th of March 2020. Stay tuned! And in the meantime, enjoy life, especially making music. Music